The newspaper's going to hell. This is AC Primetime Radio. You have a very dishonest newspaper up here. It's also a failing newspaper. It's going down the tubers. The reinvention of Atlantic City. It's got to be a destination city. This is AC Primetime Radio. A fascist dictatorship. I like people who are disreputable and mischievous Mm. and interesting. This is AC Primetime Radio. With Mel Taylor. Thank you and good afternoon and welcome. It's great to see the Atlantic City boardwalk growing down there along the inlet. Finally getting knocked down, all that old stuff that's been sitting there for decades, making way for a new seawall, an extended boardwalk that'll take you all the way from the front boardwalk, all the way around up the inlet, landing there at Gardner's Basin and the Atlantic City Aquarium. The expanding Atlantic City Boardwalk. Let's look at the wooden way at the other end of the boardwalk. Do you think we should grow that boardwalk past Ventnor and maybe into Margate? Could you imagine that? Well, recently a report has been presented and talked about in Margate and Ventnor. Uh, Margate Commissioner Blumberg, Maury Blumberg, he likes the idea of a bike path on the beaches of Margate. But he goes one step further. He says he prefers to bring back the boardwalk, which was knocked down through a storm decades ago. Ventnor rebuilt their end of the boardwalk, their portion, their portion of the boardwalk, thankfully. But Margate decided not to rebuild theirs. This was an incredibly interesting idea that almost floored me because I never thought anybody would have the gumption to say something like this. But this very interesting idea was just one of the topics discussed last week as bikes and boardwalks and road diets, I'll tell you what a road diet is in a few moments, and pedestrian plans, they were presented and discussed uh, with Ventnor and Margate residents on August 8th and 9th, the folks of Down Beach trying to come up with better, safer plans for people to walk and ride bikes throughout the Down Beach area. Some of the items that are being discussed, Margate and Ventnor, looks like they're going to be installing bike racks at the beachfront street ends. Uh, a reduction in speed limit from 35 mile an hour to 25 miles per hour on Atlantic Avenue. And this so-called road diet, it's been, it's been recommended for Atlantic Avenue, Ventnor Avenue, and Jerome Avenues. A road diet is where you squeeze the road down for cars, and the space you get in exchange for that road diet, you let pedestrians and bikers enjoy some of that roadway. And it slows down traffic. So some of the benefits... Some of the benefits of a so-called road diet, it slows traffic down, it squeezes four lanes of traffic into two, and it creates one lane of traffic in each direction. It also provides for a center turn lane, increases safety there. You get some bike lanes, bicycle lanes on, on both outer sides of that street. These are dedicated buffered lanes for bicyclists. And these things called bump outs at the intersections and it makes for easy street crossing by pedestrians like you and me. Makes it easier for a car coming by to, to see, hey, we're getting ready to cross. Maury Blumberg, he's a commissioner in Margate. He loves the, he just loves the idea uh, that's been presented of a bike path actually on the beach in Margate. Some commissioners are saying, hold on, let's just hold off on that a little bit until we, we see this, this dune situation. Because as you know, Margate has been pushing back, pushing back, saying we don't need dunes. But it looks like the state has won out 
and we might be seeing some dunes there in Margate very, very soon. So they want to see how that pans out and then see how a bike path could work with those dunes. But Margate Commissioner Blumberg says, hey, I like the idea of a bike path, but he wants to go one step further. Blumberg says he prefers to bring back the boardwalk. Yeah. You tell him, Maury. The Margate boardwalk was washed away and destroyed in one of the many storms decades ago. It affected the Ventnor boardwalk as well. It affected Atlantic City as well. Ventnor rebuilt their boardwalk. Margate decided not to rebuild. This bike and pedestrian report and presentation that's gone back and forth for the past few months and hopefully will be green-lighted later on this year. It also supports the benefits of a bike path on the beach in Margate, kind of like the ones they have in North Wildwood and uh, a very popular one, Venice Beach in California. Is Airbnb good or bad for the local hotel and motel industry here along the South Jersey coast? Well, first off, what is Airbnb? Did you ever hear of Airbnb? Well, according to Wikipedia, it's an online marketplace that enables people to list and find and then rent their vacation homes or their homes for a processing fee. Right now, it's, uh, you can kind of consider Airbnb to be the Uber of homes and vacation rentals. Of course, Uber is the Airbnb for well, car rentals and cabs. Airbnb and Ubers, they're just disrupting the old school way of doing stuff, you know? So is Airbnb good or bad for the, you know, for the local South Jersey industries of hotels and motels and rentals? Are these illegal rooms and apartment rentals? Are they, are they a threat to Jersey Shore tourism? Or is it just more proof that this old way of doing business, it doesn't work anymore? It's not popular with how people do business today using their smartphones and their smart devices. Other people are looking at Airbnb of, well, they had this competitive cost advantage. It's not fair over the old school way of, of dealing with hotels and motels and apartment complexes. Two New Jersey officials, they want users of Airbnb-type services to pay a 7% sales and use tax and up to a 5% transient accommodation fee. Tax amount of existence they want to do to Airbnb. They want to do that to organizations like Uber as well. Opponents of Airbnb... The haters that don't like digital disruption and fresh new ways of doing things, opponents of Airbnb say, well, these old schoolers are just looking out for the health of the Jersey Shore industry. They just want a a fair playing field. But maybe they're just trying to hold on to the old way of doing business, right? Which is clunky and considered unfair by many other people. Remember, record companies... Remember record companies, CD companies? They hated MP3s and Napster and downloads and iTunes. Newspapers hated Craigslist for decimating their classifieds business. That made up almost three quarters of newspapers' revenue. Newspapers also hate websites like acprimetime.com or Down Beach Buzz or Brigantine Now. The post office, not very happy to see that email was a much more efficient 
way less expensive way of communicating back and forth. And going back many, many years, none of us were around when the whale oil business, that's right, whale oil, that business was huge, lighting up all the lampposts. They hated the introduction of something called electricity. Today, cabbies and jitneys and limousines hate Uber. And local radio stations hate podcasts like AC Primetime Radio. I'm running against the crooked media. It's AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor. As we track the reinvention of Atlantic City and the South Jersey Shore, everywhere from Brigantine, Margate, Ventnor, Longport. We even talk a little bit about Ocean City. And as I got up on the boards, we do it all the time, but this year it just seems like the seagulls are much more insane. So... We head up to the totally packed boardwalk on a, on a Thursday night, family night, a lot of great music. It's, it's spectacular. It's so much fun, elbow to elbow, and it's kind of okay that it's crowded. You don't mind because it's fun, right? First stop, first stop, you know what you got to do when you go to the Ocean City Boardwalk, right? Manco and Manco Pizza. You got to get a pie. You do that first, and they serve you so fast. A little, you know, a little on the pricey side, but well worth it. Then you head down the boards a little bit. You go to Shriver's for some fudge and some saltwater taffy, right? But dang, those freaking seagulls are ma- every season. Those seagulls get more aggressive. Yeah, They're like kamikaze dive bombers. They're coming. They're coming. You know, seagulls and people have lived together on the beaches and boardwalk of South Jersey for, for a long, long time, but... You know, when you've got hundreds, hundreds of thousands of summertime visitors up and down the boardwalks of South Jersey, specifically in Ocean City, and increasingly on the Atlantic City boardwalk, right there in front of Loprestes, you know, people are walking around with uh, pizza and fries. Those circling gulls, they smell the wafting fragrances of those pizza and fries and funnel cakes. I mean, it really happens in, pla- you know, in front of places where people walk out with fries or, or pizza slices or maybe a funnel cake from Low Prestes in Atlantic City. And that's where the, I think most of the problems occur, or maybe Johnson's popcorn, anything that there's open food, right? And if a kid or anybody drops something, all hell breaks loose. Now, over time, what happens is people say, hey, let me feed the gulls. And these gulls start to learn that, hey, there's a a free meal happening here with all these nincompoops on the boardwalk who realize that we're just going to become much more focused on diving down and grabbing that ice cream cone right out of your hands. And you know that happens. These gulls have huge cojones, you know? And these gulls are very, very big and very powerful. And they can hurt you. They just want your food. They scare the bejesus out of you. So... What's happening here is, in Atlantic City, big signs up on the Impactivate screens, the digital signs along the boardwalk, reminding people, don't feed the gulls. It's bad. It might be cute, but it's bad. And in Atlantic City, it's just, uh, it's increasingly getting bad. But in Ocean City, it's already hardcore bad to the point where it almost seems dangerous. I'm, I'm six foot four. I'm a tall guy. I'm more freaked out because my head just sticks out. And they can dive bomb my head. And I'm telling you, they come right by your head. The challenge of seagulls in Ocean City is so intense now that OC has uh, put up these large signs and they're making audio announcements over their boardwalk PA system 
reminding everybody, all the boardwalk people in the Ocean City boardwalk, they could be fined up to $500 or even jailed for 90 days for intentionally feeding the gulls. So less and less people are intentionally feeding the gulls. I think they're picking up on that. But they're still walking around, kids, families, with big, giant, open containers of food. Or sometimes they drop a few crumbs, and all hell breaks loose. And let's face facts. When you drop something, you see gulls surrounding you. You can panic. You can panic. Kind of like getting caught in a, a rip current. You're supposed to stay calm. But let's face facts. It's tough to stay calm when all hell's breaking loose. So the city of Atlantic City, and specifically the city of Ocean City, they're at least considering this. I know that Ocean City is considering this. They have a lot of unused beach in Ocean City, and they want to maybe consider putting a small section, cording it off, uh, making a, um, a small section of the Ocean City beach designated as a gull feeding zone. A gull feeding zone. You know, most, well, it's a little, uh, maybe kind of like a little tourism business where you feed fish scraps to the gulls. Kind of fun, maybe, sort of, kind of like feeding the the sea lions at Gardner's Basin or at Starnes back in the day in Atlantic City. Because, you know, tourists like feeding the birds. But feeding seagulls is different, man. It just trains them not to go find food on their own. You think that would work to pull the gulls away from the boardwalk, knowing there's a much easier way of getting fed way down yonder on a more vacant part of the Ocean City Beach? Huh? There's been some feedback with that plan. Uh, Mary Lenahan of Ventnor, New Jersey. What did she say? Feeding the gulls on a designed or designated feeding beach is a ridiculous response to this problem. Gulls have a varied diet, and they do not need to have it supplemented by humans. Don't encourage these gulls to become bigger beggars than they already are. It's AC Primetime Radio and acprimetime.com. I am Mel Taylor. Track the reinvention of Atlantic City and the growth and the awesomeness of South Jersey from Brigantine all the way down to Ocean City. We are AC Primetime Radio and acprimetime.com. Get up online, go to acprimetime.com and join our email newsletter. We will push, we will send you the headlines every so often. No spam. Great way to keep up with all the news and information. The South Jersey Shore on acprimetime.com. Sponsored by Lacey Cleaning, the best in carpet cleaning, construction site cleanup, Turnover service, if you are a person who likes to rent out your place, go to LaceyCleaning.com. That's LaceyCleaning.com, L-A-C-E-Y, Cleaning.com. Now, this next story, I had to rub my eyes a little bit because I thought I was seeing things that were not true. I had to rub my eyes and go, am I reading this right? It said the owner of the Press of Atlantic City has little faith in the future of newspaper. Well, of course, the owner of the Press of Atlantic City is Berkshire Hathaway, which, of course, is controlled by Warren Buffett. You got that? And in a, um, a recent Politico interview, a big website, Politico, they interviewed Warren Buffett, owner of BH Media and a whole bunch of other zillions of things. 
and he says, newspapers are going to go downhill. Most newspapers, well, the transition to the internet hasn't, so far hasn't worked in digital. The revenues just don't come in. Now, for those of you who need a little more detail on who this Warren Buffett guy and BH Media, they own 32 daily newspapers, including the Press of Atlantic City. Uh, also, uh, he also has ownership of the Atlantic City Weekly and all those smaller newspapers like the Brigantine Beachcomber and Down Beach Current. It's amazing that the Press of Atlantic City owner, Warren Buffett, says that local newspapers are continuing to decline at a very significant rate. So why did he buy them all up? Why did he invest in all these newspapers? I get the feeling I know why. Number one, the real estate. The real estate underneath these buildings, underneath these structures, the newspaper, is really valuable. He knows there's a value there. I guess a liquidation price, I guess. Uh, He also knows the value in the brand recognition of the press of Atlantic City, even though circulation continues to decline in readership, you know, readership continues to go down and advertising goes down. He knows that the brand of the Press of Atlantic City, it still has value, the brand name. He also knows that the relationships that these salesmen have with the local advertisers is valuable. They may not be buying as much. The advertisers may not be buying as much advertising in the Press of Atlantic City like they used to do. Even though that's true, Mr. Warren Buffett realizes that having the ability to knock on the door and be invited in to pitch something is really still valuable. So the relationship is still valuable, and I would agree with that. So up on Politico.com, Berkshire Hathaway, or BH Media owner Warren Buffett said, even with the economy improving, circulation keeps going down, advertising goes down, and it goes down in prosperous cities, and it goes down in areas that well, have urban troubles. It goes down in small towns, too. And that's what amazes me. And this is all Mr. Warren Buffett. This is him uh, speaking. He goes, a town of ten or 20,000, where there's no local television, obviously, and, and really there's nothing on the Internet that tells you what's going on in a town like that. That's why AC Prime Time is here. We're filling that void. Getting back to Warren. He goes, even with all that going on, with no local TV and, you know, in other towns, they don't really have an AC prime time or a down beach buzz. They go, circulation keeps going down each and every month. And when the circulation goes down, Buffett says, advertising is going to go down too. But, you know, newspapers are not the only ones trying to hide their decline. Although, oddly, Warren Buffett of BH Media, owner of Press of Atlantic City, He's not trying to hide it. He's talking about it out loud. But he's a smart guy. He's still invested in newspapers because he knows the value more than just the collection of news and the aggregation and editing of news. The Radio Advertising Bureau, the RAB, they try to, they try to, you know, they try to lobby for the radio industry. The RAB recently reported that they are no longer going to share and report on radio revenue reports and estimates about the financial health of the radio industry. And that's what they did pretty well for many, many decades. So why is the RAB, the Radio Advertising Bureau, no longer reporting local radio revenue reports? Well, the RAB says, well, they've made the decision to stop issuing such estimates 
in order to focus on advocacy. Really? How about that? What's the real story? Why is local radio stumbling, especially here in the South Jersey area? What's the real story? Well, it's happening. It's a problem everywhere, but in smaller markets, it's highly problematic because they don't get a lot of national advertising. But the RAB, the Radio Advertising Bureau, the real reason we think that, that they stopped reporting on those revenue numbers because they, they hated to have to report month after month these flat or declining revenue numbers. They hated that. They can never spin it in the positive. And this decline has been going on for about 15 years now. And I love radio. I got my start in radio. I'm doing radio right now, but I'm not doing radio the old-fashioned way. I love radio, but not that radio. This is the radio I like, which is on-demand audio, on-demand radio, streaming and podcasting. That's the kind of radio that will never die. I just don't have to report to some dork in an old-school radio station. That makes me happy. Getting back to the story. So the RAB, the Radio Advertising Bureau... Uh, the reason, the real reason why we think they stopped reporting on the uh, financial results? Well, because advertisers are going elsewhere. They are advertising more and more on the web and digitally using email, using social media, using podcasting like AC Primetime. Lacey Cleaning uses advertising on AC Primetime Radio. So does Low Presti. So does Get Smart Digital and streaming radio stations are attracting more and more national advertisers and even local advertisers because we have the technology to geo-target. We can geo-target an ad so that people hearing a small pizza shop advertisement will only hear it if they're in a certain geographic region. The beauty of digital geo-targeting. A lot of other small businesses realize that while TV, radio, and newspaper are nice to have, they're still... Well, they're not so efficient anymore. Less and less people use traditional media. Um, but they are taking a look, these local advertisers, at other forms of getting their message across to consumers. Like on the Atlantic City Boardwalk, the amazing Impactivate screens, these big giant digital screens up and down the boardwalk, showing not only public service announcements, water temperatures, don't feed the seagull sign, but also advertising messages. What's coming up at Boardwalk Hall? how to stay safe with uh, the air show, with uh, the concerts, a variety of uh, tools uh, that can uh, be tapped into with those Impactivate screens. Advertisers are using those screens on the boardwalk more often. We're happy to be a part of that, designing and doing a lot of the advertising and marketing work for uh, great clients like the Atlantic City Bar and Grill and Angelo's in Atlantic City. Uh, doing some work right now for the, the Stockton uh, Atlantic County deal out there at the FAA Center. They are leasing out space, the new tech center, uh, Tease Ice Tea. They're rolling out their brand new uh, a product, a natural iced tea, and they are selling uh, that product on the boardwalk. So they figured, let's do some nice, nice signage on those Impactivate screens. Uh, we're also doing some work with the, uh, we did recently with the Hard Rock Cafe and Tito's Vodka. But hey, listen. Traditional, you know, traditional media like TV, radio, and newspaper can still work if done properly. One example of a fast-growing success story in the print space here along the South Jersey Shore, Atlantic City, and Margate and Ocean City is a, um, a 
a publication called Shore Local. You could pick it up at Castles or a lot of other stores uh, up and down the coast. Shore Local, it's this hot new publication targeting Margate, Ocean City, and other shore towns. Um, it's run by a former newspaper guy who, who worked for like the Press of Atlantic City and Atlantic City Weekly and that company over the years, but he decided to leave because he saw a better way of doing print. He saw a more efficient way of doing printed publications, something that big conglomerates like BH Media or the Press of Atlantic City can't do even if they wanted to do it. It's AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor. And now we go to another neighbor of Atlantic City. Matter of fact, at one time, it used to be called North Atlantic City. We are talking about that beautiful island of Brigantine, New Jersey. It really is a gem of an island. A Well, it's, the, it's South Jersey's best-kept secret. And there's a reason why City Hall of Brigantine wants to keep it a secret. Because approximately 75% of the people that pay taxes there, they can't vote. And they have no idea what's happening there inside of City Hall. Led by Mayor Phil Gunther. What a guy. Wow, he's been in office now for over 26 years. Well, it looks like the city council of Brigantine has rehired an engineering firm that has been uh, well well known and well documented for unlawful billing for their engineering services. City councilman Rick DeLucre, well, he's had it up to here with that stuff. So he called Mr. Phil Gunther, the mayor of Brigantine, on the carpet saying, why are you hiring back Matt Duran of Duran Engineering, somebody who is well-known for putting in invoices that have no detail, that have uh, the high likelihood of overcharging Brigantine taxpayers and not following state law, state ordinance that says that, says that no municipal engineer shall be compensated by receiving a percentage of contract for which he rendered services. Well, this is exactly what Mr. Matt Duran of Duran Engineering has done. Duran Engineering, well-known and well-documented for improper and illegal billing of services to the city of Brigantine, well, he's been rehired. Even though, according to the Brigantine Beachcomber, Mayor Gunther says, I don't know of any evidence of improper billing. Well, you can go up to brigantinenow.com and take a look at those documents that make it very clear. These invoices from Duran Engineering are uh, illegal. They, uh, they go right up against state law, New Jersey state law. Let's listen in as, as Rick DeLucre, councilman for the city of Brigantine, goes toe-to-toe with Mayor Phil Gunther of Brigantine. Clear up a little mischaracterization here, Phil. You know perfectly well, in 2012, we were not getting any itemized statements from Doran Engineering for any of their bills identifying what work was being done over what period of time by which of their employees. Well, that, let me finish. That was created by Doran Engineering at my specific request. I reviewed the time entries that they created, and that was before I brought in front of council from this dais my very serious and documented because it was in their own words and with their own then, after the fact, prepared time entries about the stencil issue. You, I guess it comforts you to say every time I want to talk about the billing practices of Doran Engineering that Delugri dislikes Doran, as if that explained anything. And by the way, not correct. My goal is to make sure that we are paying what we should be paying our vendors. In that instance, 
there was obvious to me, and it was documented in their own words, that what they were billing us for could not be justified. I brought it to the attention of counsel. Counsel did nothing. I don't know if you're suggesting that because counsel chose to do nothing that somehow that means everything was okay. Rick, I, I'm but, not going to go over the, you, what I'm you sure believe you're not, is, Phil, is but a, do a, not suggest that this is merely my opinion. I have documented for you. I will show you again, copy and show them to anybody who wants to see them. Copies of the invoices from 2009 from the meetings I discussed and the fact there was not one single line, not one sentence of backup. And in fact, on the face of the invoice indicated it was improper and illegal because it said percentage of contract 38,800. You can't do that. We had this discussion in 2012. I provided you, Phil, with all of that documentation and you basically shrugged your shoulders. No. That's your option. You can do that, but do not right. sit here now and suggest that this is merely, oh, it's a product of dislike or opinion. It's a lot more than that. Then this Rick is documented and never explained with anything close to a plausible explanation. Sun, fun, news and info from Atlantic City. This is AC Primetime Radio with Mel Taylor. Find us online at acprimetime.com.